What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 19 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. First off, happy Sunday, Sunday fun day. I hope everybody is going to have a great day and do something fun for Sunday fun day. So today I will be reviewing the three WNBA games and then talking a little about a little bit about my NBA opinions and thoughts of what's going to happen for tomorrow. So let's just get right to it because I'm super excited for today because I know I've got some fun stuff planned as well. So first off, we have the Dallas Wings who are three and seven versus the Phoenix Mercury who are six and four. So these two teams played each other on Monday, and the Mercury won 91 to 79. So that was a little bit more of a blowout than we thought it would be. <laughs> um, so, and for the Wings today, Satao Sabali and Mariah Jefferson are out. So that's just going to make it even worse for the Wings, especially with Sabali being out. So I feel like it's going to be another blowout game. Um, I personally like Alicia Gray for the Wings. She's 7,500, and when they played last, she got 21 minutes and 17 points. Um, so I do like her. Another one that I thought was interesting was Katie Lou Samuelson. She's 4,700 today. Last game, or last time they played each other, she got 26 minutes. That's quite a lot. She actually got more than Alicia Gray in the starting spot. So it's a little bit interesting. I feel like she can get a little bit of extra minutes today, as well as Bella Aleri and Marina Mabry for it being the a bench type of game. So I like Alicia Gray, Katie Lou Samuelson. Uh, Alicia Gray, 7,500, and Katie Lou Samuelson, 4,700. So going on to the Mercury, I do know that Diana Taurasi is questionable today. When the Mercury did play the Wings last, Diana Taurasi did not play, so it won't really change much if she doesn't play. Um, I like Brianna Turner in today's matchup. She's 6,700. When they played each other on Monday, she got 32 minutes and scored 13 points. She is more of like an underrated player when it comes to the Mercury because everybody thinks of Brittany Griner when they think of a big player. So I do like Brianna Turner in today's matchup, especially since the Wings don't have the strongest forwards slash centers. So I do like her. Another one is um, Nia Coffey. She's 4,400 today. She got 24 minutes and scored 10 points in her last game against the Mercury. So she played really well. I feel like she could um, grab a couple more minutes today, if not stay around the same. So I'm excited to see her play and what she does today. This game, you know, not too excited about it. I think this is like the, I don't want to say worst game of the day, but like the blowout game of the day. So Let's move on from that one. Turn the page. Oh, I almost ripped out my piece of paper. <laughs> so next up, we have the Seattle Storm, who are 9-1, versus the Connecticut Sun, who are 4-6. and six. So the Sun are, or the Storm are on a little hot streak right now. They're, they've won like six or seven in a row, so it's pretty good. They played each other last 
um, I think it was on last week, and the Storm won 87-74, so a 13-point game, uh, just about a blowout. Um, so for the Storm, Sue Bird did not play in that game, and Crystal Langhorn didn't play. For the Sun, Brianne January didn't play. Obviously, as you all know, she is coming back. So I feel like for the Sun, with her coming back, it makes it a little bit tougher because of the rotation and they've gotten used to like the minutes that each other and like playing with each other. So bringing back another player, it's it's gonna be hard for them. So it'll be interesting. Almost like the situation the yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. So that'll be interesting. For the Storm, I do like Sammy Whitcomb. She's 6,200. In the last game against the Sun, she got 20 minutes and 15 points. I do know that she has been playing very well, especially since Natasha Howard hasn't. So I do like Sammy Whitcomb in this game. For And by the way, Morgan Tuck is doubtful for this game but she that would if she does play she's going against her former team so for the sun I do still like Natisha Heidemann I know that all of you are probably gonna make fun of me because I say her name every time the sun play but I mean who couldn't go for her she's 4,600 in the last game against the storm she got 33 minutes that was the most on the team she's been playing well lately and getting a bunch of minutes so like how could you not take her at 4,600 I mean it's just crazy another one Kalina Mosqueda Lewis going against her former team she's 4,100 today when she played the Storm last, she played 14 minutes, got five points, and grabbed a couple boards. So I did like her, especially with it being 4,100. She only really has to get to like 12 points for you to win that. So I do like her in there. So like I said, Natisha Heidman, 4,600. Kalina Mosqueda Lewis, 4,100. And Sammy Whitcomb, 6,200. Okay. Next up, the Chicago Sky versus the Atlanta Dream. The Chicago Sky are 6-4, and four, and the Dream are 2-8. and eight. Oh, and by the way, I think that most of these games are not going to be very close. I feel like they're all going to be, like, more than a six-point... I don't want to say six-point blowout, but a six-point win... So I don't really like, I just don't think that any of these games are going to be super close. If I do see one being close, though, it's that Storm Sun game. So we'll see. So for the Chicago Sky, I know that you guys all know Stephanie Dolson is back. That messed up their rotation a little bit in their last game. I'm pretty sure that's, in my opinion, why they lost, because they weren't used to her playing. So, for the Sky, I love the Courtney Vandersloot pick. She's only 9,200 today, and she's like, she's an MVP candidate right now. So, who wouldn't take the MVP candidate at 9,200? Then again, she will get the lead at the beginning, but if it does end up being a blowout for the Sky, then she will get taken off early. 
So I still do like Courtney Vandersloot. I feel like that's a really low price for her, 9200 So I'm taking her. Another player that I do like is Gabby Williams. She's 6300 And since this is going to be a faster-paced game, she is a fast big. So she can run up and down the floor very quickly, especially since she did play with UConn. So I feel like she can go along with the play pace and play very well. By the way, these two teams haven't met this season yet, so we'll see what happens. For the Dream, I do like Monique Billings. I feel like it's another Gabby Williams situation. She's 7,000 today. She's hasn't she's laid an egg the last couple games. Well, every game except for her first two, honestly. So, I do think that one of the, these games she could she needs to go off and she will. I do feel like it could be against the sky. So I do like Monique Billings. I also like Shakina Strickland at 5,300. She's a shooter, and the Dream are going to be shooting a lot of outside shots, in my opinion. So since she is a shooter, she'll get the ball and score. So I do like her at 5,300. So four sleeperish picks in this game besides Courtney Vandersloot. She's... Not really a sleeper because of, of her salary. <laughs> but Courtney Vandersloot, 9,200. Gabby Williams, 6'3. Monique Billings, 7,000. And Shakina Strickland, 5'3. So there's some decent games on today. I'm excited to see what will happen with them. See how many of them end up in a blowout. <laughs> so moving on to the NBA. Yes, I do know there are no games today. I'm not that dumb, surprisingly enough. <laughs> so speaking of Monday, I'll get you guys my early opinion. So first up, we have the Utah Jazz versus the Denver Nuggets. So, you know, I feel like this is going to be a good series. And... I mean, like, first round, I feel like it's one of the best first-round matchups, in my opinion. But I feel like the Jazz are going to end up pulling it off. I do think that it could go um, six or seven games, though, into the um, playoffs. So, we'll see. By the way, if you guys don't know, the playoffs in the NBA, there's seven games. And whoever gets – this is per um, – playoff round so each matchup gets seven games whichever team gets to four wins first moves on so like you can go four and oh and move on so that's what it is and there's each there's like one two three four different matchups on monday so that's what i'm explaining right now for game one i like the jazz i feel like they're gonna win the series but i do like them in game one Next up, we have the Brooklyn Nets versus the Tornado Rappers. <laughs> um, you know, most people will say that the Rappers are going to, like, blow them out. They're going to sweep them. But I disagree. You know, the Nets, they're actually playing really well. And I like how they played um, in the other game. It was against the um, Portland and I th they hung right there with them. So I feel like they're going to do the same thing with uh, Tornado, as I say it. And I do think that Tornado will end up winning the, the matchup. But I do think that it could go 
five or six games. So we'll see. In game one, I do like Tornado, though. Next up, we have the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Boston Celtics. So with the 76ers, I do know that Ben Simmons is out for the rest of the Yeah, Ben Simmons is out for the rest of the year. But Joel Embiid, I mean, in my opinion, if Joel Embiid plays, it's a close matchup. If he doesn't, I got to go like Celtics sweeping him. Um, I don't think it could be close with the their two star players out for the 76ers. But if he does play, I like their chances. For the first game, I'm going to have to go with the 76ers for the um, win. But I do think that the Celtics will end up winning the um, matchup slash series. And lastly, for Monday's matchups, we have the Mavericks versus the Clippers. So I do think that the Clippers will pull it off just because of how much they've won and they're not going to end up like blowing it off all right now so especially in the first round so but I do like the Mavericks in the first game um so I think it'll be a close series I think it could go seven games but I do think that the Clippers will end up pulling it off so Pops just walked in here you want to say anything about the Monday matchups Sure. So Clippers, Mavs, did I hear you say that you thought they were going to go seven games? Yeah. Wow. In my opinion, that's what I think. Dude, you are on team comb over for real. (laughs) Um, I actually think it could go six games. Okay. I think seven games is going to be a little bit tough personally. Um, I just think the Mavericks are so one-dimensional late in games i think we just know that luke is going to shoot that step back over and over and over again that makes i'd sense. love to see them be a little bit more trusting to some of their other complimentary pieces maybe they can learn a little bit from what portland did in their playoff run um but conversely the one thing i'll say about the clippers is this they've been almost as prima donna as the lakers have been <laughs> in the bubble uh And and I'm talking about specifically the latest news is when I'm reading articles about your star players and how they were working on their chemistry, then that tells me that there's a chemistry problem. So um, Paul George, Kawhi, you know, I I don't know. Um, I I think the Clippers are just too good, though, overall for Dallas. Um, So so, yeah, but I mean, obviously, if I'm saying it's going to go six, you're saying it's going to go seven. Obviously, that means Dallas is going to win at least twice. So that's pretty good. So yeah. it's going to be a tough matchup for Dallas. That makes sense, especially since the Clip- uh, the Clippers have two of the best defenders in the league when it comes to Kawhi and Paul George. And another one that's been playing well is Zubak for the Clippers. Zubak. Right, since Harrell's been yeah. out the uh-huh. last couple games, sure. he's stepped up. Sure. So that wraps up the... Hey, real em- quick, who'd you have in the Jazz Nuggets? <laughs> I took the Jazz <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. I I I've debated it though because okay. I almost always take the nuggets. Okay. <laughs> you is that all you do is work? You just work constantly, don't you? Yeah, basically. I was up early this morning working on it. Holy smokes. Who do you have for what are your thoughts on the Nets Rappers game? Raptors, but um, rappers in my words. 
<laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that some people are going to jump on the Nets just because of how they played Portland. So, you know, the recency bias. The one thing I'll say, I mean, I, I respect the Nets. But Toronto's a totally different team. And that's not a team that you usually want to be up against. They're so physical. Especially in the first round. Right? They play such great defense. And you, it's like, that's like a UFC fight right there. So... Um, I don't think it's going to go very well for Brooklyn. Okay. Well, I said that the Nets would hang right there, but I don't think that the Raptors would sleep, sweep them. So, that's what okay. I Okay. I mean, so, you're, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we could say the Nets could win a, a game. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I bet you it wouldn't be more than one game. Yeah. Okay, and then last game that I went over, the 76ers and the Celtics. I think here's my hot take. I think that, and and I would have said this even if Ben Simmons was healthy, is Boston's Boston's going to sweep Philly. Sweep, wow. So yeah, I know that's a hot take, huh? Yeah. Well, I said it depends on like the Joel Embiid if he, because nobody really knows too much about his injury and how much he's if he's actually going to play or not. Mm-hmm. So I said that it would also depend on if he plays. Um, I'd be shocked if he didn't play. Me too. But either way, I don't think it matters. I think Boston's on a different level right now. I think they've they picked it up, and the difference in coaching alone, and, and when yeah. you'll learn, Tati, in playoff matchups, in series, I should say series, it's all about adjustments. And Brad I, I, I trust Brad Stevens um, way, way, way more than I trust Brett Brown. I trust Brett Brown almost enough to walk my dogs. We don't even have dogs. Oh, wait, yeah, we do. I know, but still. (laughs) But still, I mean, if I had dogs, I I might trust Brett Brown to take them outside. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Well, last year, yeah, it was last year we thought that Brad Stevens should have got the Coach of the Year, right? Was that last year or 2018? Um, or both years, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, we've always liked him as a coach. He's deserving. Yeah. Well, like you said earlier, um, it's like an MMA fight. What about that Cormier Miacic fight last night? Uh, congrats to Stipe. I mean, he he fought a good game plan. Um, and speaking of adjustments, Cormier couldn't make them. I don't understand how if you're pl- fighting what's supposed to be your final fight, and you're an Olympic wrestler. And you only really try to take him down one time. Um, sure, let's just... My biggest advantage, let's just go and just throw that out the window. You know? <laughs> no, I don't I don't want to do that. And then you get you get poked in the eye, which it did happen, but it happened to Stipe too. And <laughs> now you can't see out of your eye. But then, no, I still don't want to take you down. So, I don't understand, personally. Um, I feel like DC is going to look back and regret that. Um, and then one other thing, and this goes for anyone in sports, if you're being interviewed and you, you're you're talking about something that happened in a fight, like so, like DC, I'm sorry, DC, I, I think you're an unbelievable person, yes, a great ambassador for the sport. But I'm talking about specifically during interviews. If you're being interviewed and you're talking about how you got poked in the eye, over and but yet you keep saying that, but it didn't matter. Then Whatever. why are you talking about it? You yeah, know? it was kind of like two minutes long, too. You know, so, I mean, obviously emotions are high. Um, 
I think also at the end, I don't remember if it was the second or the third round, but he almost got knocked out. He was lucky there was barely any time left in the round. He was... He, like, looked he like ju- he, he looked, fell asleep. Honestly, he looked... Like, I've seen that face before. And, and it's when it's a close game, and the Sixers call timeout, <laughs> and Brett Brown's trying to figure out what to do. What's he going <laughs> to run? You know? Is he going to find Tobias Harris over in the corner? Yeah. Does he still think J.J. Reddick's over there? <laughs> you know, so, sorry, Brett. You're the one I went in on today. Sorry, sir. That's funny. Well, I hope that, like, Cormier still stays in, like, the broadcasting or whatever because he was pretty – I like him doing broadcasting. Oh, he will. Most people think uh, if Dana White ever retires um, – how about this? Daniel Cormier is so well-respected – that a lot of people think that if Dana ever uh, stops being the president of the UFC, that Daniel Cormier would be the next president. Oh. So that's Dang. how well-respected he is. Well, he is a really good fighter, too. So. One of the best. He's a Hall of Famer. So, yeah, I mean, he's legit. <laughs> okay, and then one last thing about the fight. What was it? Oh, Molly and Vera? Yeah, Chito Vera and Sean Sugar O'Malley. He yes. he looked like. Did you ever hear like what happened with his leg or foot? Cause um, it, I think like uh, yesterday when we watched it, we thought he had like a torn ACL and a torn Achilles, right? I mean that yeah, in that order is what it looked like. Um, you know I I I'm a big fan of listening to interviews. Um, so I watched the post fight press conference, and unfortunately I did not uh, hear what it is and then so literally I'm, I'm looking right now um because it looked if he like goes down because he was looking pretty good at the beginning of the fight throwing all his leg kicks but then he was barely even able to like stand on his foot so that's when you really know some uh, fighters hurt especially because of how tough they are for sure um but um, both of them like fought pretty well until omali like got the injury yeah, I think I mean, that Vera, like, he he figured out that he was hurt, and uh, to made that to and took it to his advantage. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, Chito's a, a veteran of the game, and I mean, I personally, I mean, I I thought O'Malley was likely to win, but I thought it was gonna be a really, really, really hard fight. Um, I was disappointed to see it go out that way. No one likes to win that way. Yeah. Um, and I hope that Sugar gets back ASAP. But that said, you know, I mean, he he dropped his merchandise line. Who's to say that maybe he wasn't? No, I don't know. I mean, it's easy to look back. I mean, we, let's just I'll just keep it as uh, I hope he gets gets back out there and hopefully uh, I'm pretty sure it's another severe injury for him though. And I bet you he's out for 12 plus months. Unfortunately, I saw that Cody Garbrandt put out a tweet because they've been a battle of the words, yeah, going back and forth, and he used the hashtag sugar free. So I thought that was <laughs> whoo, Cody. No, his nickname is No Love, and he definitely showed No, no Love, love. <laughs> for Sugar Free. So one of these days, I'd like to see those two get in the cage. That'd be pretty funny. Well, that's episode 19 already, and I appreciate all of you guys listening in, and I appreciate Pops coming in at the end right there. Um, obviously, got WNBA, NBA tomorrow, 
And, of course, tomorrow there's NBA, but no WNBA, so we'll see what happens. And then we talked a little bit about the fights towards the end. So I appreciate all of you guys tuning in today. I hope everybody has a happy Sunday fun day, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you.